What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Jess Sittig on today's episode. That that name probably sounds familiar if you have been around on this podcast for a while. Because I just I just told her I'm like you're like an OG because she was episode twelve, which is so crazy to think like how much has happened since then. Um, in the last episode, we talked about her miscarriages, and I think we also talked about your blood clotting disorder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we kind of ended off with you guys, you had a game plan in place and then just fill us in from there. Yeah. So, um, hi, I'm so excited to give an update. Um, I hope that people who are listening, um, just that gives them like a glimmer of hope that like things will get better. Um, so I think that we did this in January of 2019. Yeah, right? January okay. 2019, yep. Um, so at that point, I had had two early miscarriages. Um, both of mine happened around like six weeks, you know, five weeks and a couple of days. And I had two. They were back to back. And when we recorded in January, I had gotten to like the miscarriage panel, um, like blood tests or whatever. And we had found out I had a blood clotting disorder called Factor Five Leiden, and I was shocked. I had never heard that before, um, and then we were kind of just waiting. So the game plan was to be on a blood thinner when I got pregnant again, and we tried for a long time after that. So, well, it seems like a long time because we had already gone through two miscarriages. So it's like when you have a game plan, you're like ready to go. <laughs> um, so we got pregnant in June. So it took us a couple of cycles, um, which was so hard when you're like, I got the drugs ready to go. (laughs) Um, so we got pregnant in June and I found out super early. I think I was like 10 DPO when I got a faint line. Um, and of course, like after two miscarriages, when you get another positive I just was like oh like here we go again like please work and um, so I started Lovenox which is um, an injection blood thinner and uh, that goes right into my belly every day so I started that immediately and it worked well, I have a baby sitting on me right now <laughs> dude it's so crazy like something as simple as a shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something seriously. It, it, it just blows my mind. But um, tell us a little bit about how, like, that whole pregnancy was yeah, after absolutely. going through two losses. Um, pregnancy after loss is maybe the scariest thing to go through. Um I I don't know what it is about me, but I am a spotter. So, you know, of course, like when you start spotting in early pregnancy, it happened to me again. I started spotting at five weeks and I just was like, are you kidding me? Like, 
I thought Lovinox was the answer. Like, I just had a good feeling about it. Um, so I started spotting and, you know, called the doctor immediately. And they're like, you know, it could be another miscarriage or it could just be implantation bleeding. Like, there's really no answer except you got to kind of wait it out. Um, and they're also testing my HCG, like, pretty regularly. Um, I wanted to do that because if I was going to miscarry, I wanted to have kind of a heads up. Um, and of course you would be able to tell by like your HCG not going up. And that's what happened both times with my other miscarriages. Like the baseline HCG never got higher. Um, and this time I also was on progesterone. I know you, you did the same thing. So, um, so my second HCG went up and then by like the third or fourth HCG, it was like skyrocketing, like 20,000, 50,000. I'm like, damn, my, my numbers have never been that high. <laughs> um, so that, that felt good um, to like finally have my HCG go up. And I spotted again, I think at, gosh, maybe 17 weeks. And I, like, I lost my shit. <laughs> we yeah, there. I would too. <laughs> was, oh my God, it was awful. Um, and it, it wasn't, I remember like looking back now, like I wasn't spotting red. I was spotting um, like brown and I still like, I couldn't, I just, you know, when you're pregnant, you don't want anything like that to be happening. Um, and like, luckily I didn't have any cramping or anything, but I just told my husband, like, I'm not going to be able to calm down until we go to the ER and, like, see her. I don't, we don't think that we knew it was a girl at that point, but, like, I need to see her. Like, I need to see her on the monitor and see that she's okay. Um, so we went to the ER and everything was fine. Um, they're not really sure, like, why I was spotting. Oh, my gosh, I missed something big. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> um, I haven't had my coffee yet. And my, <laughs> my baby is keeping us up pretty good at night. But um, at seven weeks when we did the ultrasound, it was great. Like we had heard the heartbeat for the first time. Our other two um, miscarriages, we never, we never got to see a heartbeat. We never got to have an ultrasound like they had happened before that mark. Um, so the ultrasound was amazing. I was like bawling the entire time and so scared until they're like, oh, yep, there's a heartbeat and there's a baby in there. Um, and they had said I had a, a subchorionic hematoma, um, which explained why I had some spotting in the beginning. Um, so a subchorionic hematoma is like a little blood clot in between your like placenta and uterus um, that typically like goes away you know, by like 12 weeks or whatever. So they weren't really concerned. It's not, you know, necessarily cause for concern in the first trimester that early. Um, so it wasn't a big deal. And that like explained my spotting. Um, and we were on pelvic rest, which means, you know, no sex, which I was too scared to do anyway. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> right. I was like, yeah, there's, there's no way. Um, I don't want it. You know, it's like you overthink. You don't everything. want another thing to blame too. It's like, yes, exactly. You know. You're totally right. Like you're trying to do the process of elimination. Like I didn't even, like I stopped working out and I am like a pretty active person because I was just 
so scared. Like, like you said, like I didn't ever want to be like, oh, it was that, like I also stopped drinking caffeine. Like, oh, is that cup of coffee? Oh, it was that one workout I did. Oh, it was this, it was that. Um, so my pregnancy, I feel like could have been a little healthier. <laughs> um, but I just was too scared. Um, so, okay. So I'm chorionic hematoma at seven weeks and by my 12 week ultrasound, it had absorbed. So I had some spotting, you know, between the five week mark and the 12 week mark kind of on and off the whole time. Um, and then went to the ER, everything was fine. And, um, what else happened? There were like, honestly, we had so many scares. Um, when I was, gosh, maybe 23 weeks, I um, had a UTI. So I was on medication for it. And I had some like weird side effects from it. Um, and like, you know, TMI, like one of it was like difference in discharge. Um, and I wasn't sure if that was a symptom of the UTI or a symptom of the medication or what was going on. But at one point I had a gush of fluid. Um, and at 23 weeks, my doctor was like, go to labor and delivery. Like this could be your water breaking, which is the scariest thing to hear ever. At <laughs> 23 weeks, like, oh, the baby is too small, you know? Um, so we went to the labor and delivery and everything was fine. Um, they just think it was, you know, a symptom of one of those things. Um, but it was very scary to be at labor and delivery and like, like checked in to that. Like, I remember telling my husband, like, we are not supposed to be here yet. <laughs> like it is, it is too early. Um, and you know, I think all of these, these things that happened, maybe in someone who never experienced miscarriage probably wouldn't have like phase them or like maybe they wouldn't have gone to the ER maybe they wouldn't have gone to labor and delivery but like I just there was just no way I could lose her you know um so we were very cautious um luckily after the 23 war 23 week mark I don't think we had any other scares like thank goodness right like after going to the ER and labor and delivery once <laughs> uh, um so other than that, um, my pregnancy was uneventful. Like she was always fine. Like every ultrasound, like every like genetic testing that we did, like she was always perfect. It was more of like, you know, I had the blood clotting disorder and I had the like crazy anxiety. <laughs> um, and luckily like their birth experience was amazing. Um, I was induced pretty early at 38 weeks. Um, you know, they, like with having a blood clot, there is quite a high chance for having a stillborn. Um, so towards the end of my pregnancy, I think starting at 30 weeks, I did like non-stress tests every week and ultrasounds every week to make sure she was growing and, you know, there wasn't any kind of blockage in the placenta. So at 38 weeks I was induced and my induction was like so smooth. Um, I had heard horror stories of like, you know, I was in labor for three days after my induction or whatever. Um, and luckily I had already, like, I think when I was induced, I was already three centimeters dilated and like 50% effaced. So my body was already doing some of the work. Um, and they gave me 
like two doses of Zytotec, my water broke, which is like kind of unheard of. And then once my water broke, labor kind of happened pretty quickly. Um, and Kaya Grace was born uh, on February 20th. Oh my God, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, 2020 at noon on the dot. And she was six pounds, four ounces, 19 and a half inches long. Um, and she was just so perfect. And she's sleeping on me right now. She's um, almost seven weeks right now. Oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Uh, um, I guess two things, like be your own advocate. Um, like just keep pushing to get testing and keep pushing to like see your doctor and just like trust your intuition. Like if you have a bad feeling about something in your pregnancy or something that's happening to you during this process, then you need to speak up because, you know, if I wouldn't have gotten gotten checked those times, like I don't really know what would have happened. Like maybe there could have been something wrong and I would rather be, like I don't, I don't know, like the girl who cried wolf versus like, you know being like, oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So just, and hang in there. Like it's such a hard road. Like looking back, you know, it took us about two years. Like it was, it was a process of going through miscarriages and getting testing and getting pregnant again and like holding our breath through the entire pregnancy, like kind of waiting for something bad to happen. Um, and like good things, good things do happen after bad things. And I think, you know, like Kaya was actually wearing a onesie yesterday that said that she's the rainbow after the storm. So if you're in the storm right now, just keep holding on to hope that your rainbow is going to come because it's really hard to see like hope when you're, you know, in such pain. So just hang on. <laughs> and I, I just pray that everyone listening gets their rainbow because you deserve it. Thank you so much for jumping on. I know you're really tired <laughs> and <laughs> sleeping, but it's so important just to get these stories of hope out to the Lamb Fam community. I appreciate it so much. I'm going to link your Instagram in the description of this episode. Um, okay, and perfect. You guys, if you want to know more about her story, she was episode 12. So you can look back. Episode 12, I think it aired January 25th, 2019. Um, and that will give a little bit more of a backstory on uh, her miscarriages and her blood clotting disorder. And yeah, I'm just so happy for you. And thank you. <laughs> Kaya's adorable. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. We think so too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll chat soon. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 